Well, good morning and welcome to New Hope Church. My name is Maya, and I'm here with Pastor Pauline, and we want to make you aware of a few things going on this year. And this year is a year of celebration. We're celebrating a lot this year and what God's doing Big for things. us as a church. Big things. And as a denomination, <laughs> right? Yes. So we have 100 years celebrating since the beginning of Foursquare. And um, the beginning was when Amy Semple McPherson um, founded our denomination in the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. So we get to be a part of all that, a part of a hundred years. Wow, wow. Yes, and we're the beginning of a hundred and one years. <laughs> nice, nice. So that's our Foursquare denomination. And us as a church, as New Hope Church, we're celebrating our 42nd anniversary yes. in March. Yes. Today is Aloha Sunday, where we bring awareness to our One Missions team here in Hilo and Foursquare Missions International. Our One Missions team has Kokua care packages with some food available if you would like to pick it up near the information center. And what's really cool, Pastor Pauline, is the food that we're giving out was donated by you, the congregation. Yes. So it's our congregation supporting each other in feeding and helping in multiple ways. If you're interested in joining our hula ministry tomorrow night, that's Monday night, from 6 to 7 p.m., they're having registration. So please come and uh, join our hula sisters. Again, that's tomorrow, January 30th, from 6 to 7 p.m. in our fellowship hall. And it's open to men and women. Yes. And coming up in February, we have what I've heard is the event of the year. Right, yes. Pastor Pauline? That's right. And actually, we're, uh, there's a perfect storm coming. Perfect storm. It's Super Bowl Sunday, and it's also the Kupuna Country Store happening on the same day. So if you're going to watch the Super Bowl, pick up some lao lao, pick up some smoked meat, smoked fish, all kind of goodies. We have fruits and vegetables. We have all kinds of dessert stuff. Please come. I'm hungry. I'm hungry already listening to it. So for those of you in third service, you might want to come to first service on February 12th because there is a limited amount of right. stuff we'll, we'll have for sale. Yeah. That way they get to come church, worship the Lord, pick up their goodies. And she would leave out that part earlier. <laughs> she just talked about the Super Bowl and the Kupuna Country Star. But yes, come to church, then, receive from yes. the Lord. Receive from the Lord, pick up your goodies, go home, watch the Super Bowl, and then we'll watch Patrick Mahomes lift that Lombardi trophy up that day. <laughs> no, no, no. No, we won't. <laughs> if you missed anything or if you have any questions, please stop by and see us in between services, download our New Hope Church app, or follow us on our social medias. Thank you and have a great day. We're going to ask for the Lord's blessing over our offering this morning. And by the way, we have four uh, different ways for you to give, and th that is for your convenience. We also have, if you're in the sanctuary, we have three boxes at each entryway in the fellowship hall and also in the sanctuary. And speaking of one of the convenient ways that we receive offering, uh, we do receive your offering through the mail also. And just the other day, I received a tithe and offering uh, from a lady that uh, 
included her prayer also. And as I read the prayer, I realized that this was actually a prayer that um, comes from all of us here. It represented all of us. So I would like to share that, uh, that prayer with you. And um, just remember that it's all of our prayer joined together. So um, would you please bow your heads and let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ and our Heavenly Father, thank you that you have plans for me that are for my good and your glory. You said, give and it will be given unto you, for in the same measure that you give, it will be given to you again. We give to you today as a response to your goodness to us, and we ask that you receive our tithes and continue to supply all our needs. May your peace be in our hearts, your grace be in our words, your love be in our hands, and your joy be in our soul. In Jesus' precious name we pray, amen. Thank you so much for being a people that are so uh, generous and faithful in your giving. Thank you. Have a nice day. God bless you all. We are closing out the month of January here on this Aloha Sunday. And Aloha Sunday is all about bringing awareness to our missions, but at the same time giving us an opportunity to be a part of something greater than ourselves worldwide. So we will have an opportunity to give to our missions at the end of service. Also, as we celebrate 100 years as a denomination called Foursquare, and soon celebrating 42 years as a church, we get to see all that God is doing. And today, as we talk about discipleship, as we talk about how the Lord is going to use every single one of us to make disciple makers, we're going to learn from His Word how very incredibly important it is for us to follow His Spirit. Pastor Kat Konanui will be bringing the Word today, and I want you to lean in a little bit. If you're new today and you're wondering about your relationship with Jesus Christ, just start there because he has something great for all of us. Let's welcome Pastor Kat Kononui as she shares the word. Morning, good morning. How's this weather? You guys have to fight to get out of bed. <laughs> fight to get dressed and come to church. Fight to just, oh. But thank you, I'm glad you guys are here. I'm glad you guys are here. And I know that, you know, whether it's the weather or you guys went through the whole Olalea last night and you're tired still. So I figure, okay, you know what, let's, let's play a game to get our, our blood pumping and to get a little into it, okay? So we're gonna play Name That Tune, okay? So we're gonna play a clip of a song and then you guys can shout out your answers what song you think it is, okay? You guys ready? Ready? Okay, all right. Beastie Boys. All right, okay, okay. The younger people are like, who? What's happening? What was that? What was that? You got to fight for your right. Hey! It's not your fault. I'm the one there. Okay, next song. Woo! I know where my lady's at. Survivor, I'm not going to give up. Sorry, sorry. Okay, next song. Close. No. I can't. Hey, oh, wow. 
Yes, yes, okay. That was a that was a good one. That was a good one. Okay, last one I think. There's a last one. But the song is Yes, yes, yes. Good job. Good job. Good job. Right now people are like what is happening in our church? <laughs> Those songs have a common theme. You know what the theme is? Yeah, and fighting. Or it makes you want to fight. <laughs> Depending on the song, right? For me, some of those songs was like, oh yeah, okay, I got to run, so I need to listen to something that's going to get me, you know, all riled up, so I put that song on, or I was mad at somebody, so I put that song on, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing yeah, how songs can, can get your heart pumping or make you feel something. So today, we actually are going to be talking about fighting, but we're going to be talking about not just a fight, but the good fight, okay? The good fight. Remember when fighting, okay, remember when UFC, Ultimate Fighting Championship, first came out? And we were like all excited, right? Because we were like, okay, remember as kids, we always compare who would fight, who would win in a fight, one boxer or one karate guy? Right? The boxers are like, well, you know, we're tougher, we're, you know, and the karate martial arts guy was like, you cannot, you cannot stop this, you know, and like as kids, we used to do that, right? Like who would win in a fight, Superman or Mighty Mouse? Like we, we always had those comparisons, like in a fight, who would win? And so I remember watching fighting, because I used to love watching boxing, but I remember when I started watching the um, UFC, this one man came out, Hoist Gracie. He came out and he changed the way people fought. He came out with his jujitsu style, right? And it was a lot of grappling, a lot of wrestling, a lot of chokeholds, and I'm not going to lie, okay? Don't get mad if you love jujitsu, okay? I'm just being honest. But when it, when it first came out, I was like, jump this fighting! They're on the ground all the time. It's like, sometimes they'd be like, on the ground, and I'd be like, Like, stand them up. Stand them up and let them duke it out one more time. And then they end up on the ground again. But I didn't understand the techniques, the training, the, the actual discipline it would take to win that fight using that way of fighting. And it totally exploded and changed the way everybody fought all of a sudden. And why? Because it was effective. Because people would win fighting like that. And so it changed the way that people fight. And when we're talking about fighting today, we're not talking about hand-to-hand -hand combat. We're not talking about fists. And so who better than to talk about the good fight than the Apostle Paul? Now Paul, if you remember, was known as Saul of Tarsus, and he used to hunt down Christians. And he thought he was doing God's work because he thought this Jesus person was nuts and turning all these people the wrong way. So he would hunt down Christians and throw them in jail or torture them, right? And so he was, thought he was fighting this awesome, good fight. He was so passionate about his fight that he was going to leave and go to Damascus, which was like 150 miles away, to hunt down more Christians. He would go house to house and drag people out. 
and he was going to now travel. But on his way to Damascus, what happened? Who did he run into? The Lord. Bright shining light blinds him completely. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he's like, who are you, Lord? He's like, I'm the one you're persecuting, dude. Come on. Like, I'm the one you're fighting. And what happened? He went on to become Paul the Apostle. He turned his life around completely. And Paul, he was, he was a tough guy. He was strong. He was young. He wasn't scared of anybody. He was no chicken. You know, last week, uh, Pastor Sheldon, he was talking. Were you guys here last week when Pastor Sheldon was t- talking about his chicken in the yard story? Wasn't that funny? Like, why are chickens so funny? Because... As you can tell, I don't know how to tell jokes. (laughs) So my friends tell me these jokes, and I try. And my friend told this this joke, and I was like, okay, I got to use that one because we're going to be talking about some serious stuff today, so I need something. And my other friend looks at my friend, and she goes, yeah, well, why did the chicken go to church? And we're like, okay, why? To talk to God? (laughs) I should have just stuck with the first one, yeah. Okay. That's why I don't tell jokes. Okay. So anyways, Paul, Paul went on to make a complete 180 in his life and now was a true follower of Christ. As he went on to say in 1 Timothy 6.12, fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you're made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Paul now understood the good fight is to fight others to fight for others, not to fight against others, to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. His fight wasn't against people. That was the wrong fight. But it was for them to be saved. Throwing Christians physically in jail, punching them out, choking them out, whatever, it just wasn't working because it was fist on fist. It was man against man. The answer was Jesus. And what did Jesus say to do? Not just save ourselves. Not just believe and then, okay, you believe. Yeah, okay, you're done. No, that was just the beginning for Paul. In Matthew 28, 19 through 20, it says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So Paul didn't have this revelation, run into Jesus, I believe now that you're my Lord and Savior, we're good, we're good, and then that was the end. No, that was just the beginning. He went on and now fought a different fight. It was the good fight, not just a fight, not just a fight for, for, yay, you guys are going to be good now. It's the good fight. And so now his reasons would change, the way he fought would change Now it wasn't so bold and physical. It wasn't fancy and showy, like, you know, all the flying kicks and stuff that we're used to. But it was the most effective way to win. And now he was going to fight and win souls for the Lord. And his main weapon was the gospel of Jesus Christ. He traveled further than 150 miles, and he was beaten, tortured, imprisoned, shipwrecked all to fight for people to be saved, to accept Jesus as their Savior. 
Now he fought for people. So that brings us to our first point, is for. We need to fight for each other and not against each other. Fight for each other, not against each other. You know why we argue and disagree and have division with it, our families, our workplaces, our friends? It's more than what we think. You know, when, when Jesus was teaching and preaching, the Pharisees were telling him, hey, you better watch out. This guy wants to kill you. This guy wants to kill you. If you don't stop doing this. And he didn't sway one bit. Not one bit. Because his fight wasn't against them. He wasn't scared of, of anybody. He knew his fight wasn't against that person. It was a spiritual battle. He knew what the risk of what he was doing, but he knew why he was doing it. And his main focus was on us. So he knew that he wasn't fighting them. He was fighting for us. Imagine if Jesus showed up to scrap fists. In this corner, we have Jesus Christ, the Messiah! He would come out swinging, and we'd, everybody would be toast. Everybody would have been toast, right? Can't stand a chance. It's Jesus. But he didn't come to scrap flesh. In James 4, 1 through 3, it says, What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire but do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. And when you do ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. Ooh, the fight isn't against man, fist on fist. When we say spiritual battle, we mean spiritual fight. It's against dark forces that don't want us to follow God. It's dark forces that don't want us to love each other and get along. And have happy marriages, happy families, happy workplaces. So we have selfish thoughts, greedy thoughts, lustful thoughts. We have ulterior motives and we become quarrelsome. I mean, instead of coming alongside each other, we need to say, hey, what's going on? Instead of what's wrong with you, we need to say, what happened to you? Instead of saying, how is this my fault? We should say, how can I help? We're not fighting each other. You know, when you start fighting, you just make it worse. You ever had a fight or an argument with somebody, and you're in the argument, and it's so ridiculous, the fight, that you almost start laughing? Like, it's that dumb. It's that silly. But you cannot laugh because what? More mad, right? It'll make it worse. It'll make it worse. It's fine. You don't have to nod your head if you're sitting next to the person you just had a fight with. It's fine. I'm just saying for me, for me, you know it's a, <laughs> you know it's a spiritual battle when it's ridiculous. And that's when I notice it, when I hear myself telling my husband things like, who are you right now? What are you? That doesn't even make sense. Can you hear yourself? then I recognize, eh, hey, it's not me and my husband fighting. It's this spiritual battle that's taking place that's causing division between my marriage. A couple of weeks ago, we just went through this. My husband was being grouchy, and he was coming home from work, and I would ask him one question, and he'd be like, why? And I was like, ew, why are you being like that to me? And he would say, well, you know, at work this happened, or this guy is, is acting up, and this guy made me mad. And what did I say? Well, how is that my fault? 
What's wrong with you? How is that my fault? After the third, can I tell this? <laughs> can I tell this third service? Because, you know, kind of. After the third time of asking that question, how is it my fault? I really felt the Lord be like, really? Loving, kind wife. So I was like, oh, Lord, I'm so sorry. So then I went to my husband and I said, what do you need? What do you need? How can I help? And so then he really thought about it. And then he was like, you know what? I just need, let's get away. Let's go find some sunshine, sit by the ocean, and just, just chill. And I was like, we can do that. Let's go do that. And it helped. At that point now, we're in this together. We're fighting for each other, for our marriage, and not fighting each other anymore. You know, like, like teachers, you guys are you're fighting for your students to learn. But doesn't it feel at times like sometimes you're like almost fighting the student? <laughs> it's like, do your work. Okay. No, do your work, really. Okay. No, do your work. <laughs> and then sometimes it's like we're, you feel like you're fighting even the parents. They're not doing their work. Okay. It's like, <laughs> you know, if you're, if you're a doctor or a nurse and you're trying to help people get better with their health, it's like, doc, fix me. It's like, okay, well, you need to diet, exercise, get better. No, give me a pill, give me medicine, you know, make it, it's not, okay. But you need to also, but if they don't take their medicine, if they don't, it's like you're fighting them, you know, Business owners, you're fighting to keep your dream alive. If you're in a nonprofit organization, you're fighting to help others. Whether they appreciate you or not, you're there. You're fighting the, a good fight. But if we're, if we're not doing it the right way and we're fighting each other, then it becomes impossible. And no matter how tough you are, Oh, yeah, I've been doing this long time. It's okay. It doesn't bother me. When they criticize me, it doesn't bother me. You still need to put on the armor of God. You still need the armor of God, no matter how tough you are. Don't be arrogant. Don't be prideful and be like, ah, I got this. I got it. That's the famous last words. Who was that arrogant? Satan. Right? Satan was so prideful. Satan was just the most prideful. So they tell us, put on the full armor of God. In Ephesians 6, 11 through 12, it says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. The devil's schemes, okay? For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. He schemes against us. And he will use things to come between us. He schemes against us. You know, when I first started serving in choir, and especially when I first started um, here on staff, people used to always say, Kat, guard your heart, guard your heart. And I'd be like, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Because I thought they meant, watch out this person, watch out that person. Because <laughs> they go and, you know, get drama or whatever. You know, whenever you go somewhere new, workplace, watch out this person, watch out, guard your heart. So I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's not what they meant. Because they were getting me ready for spiritual battles that was about to take place. 
that would have a chance of harming my heart. You know, one of our volunteers recently just told me that um, when she first started serving here, she ran into this person, this woman from her past. And the woman looked at her and was like, oh, they let you serve here? (laughs) And I'm going to be honest with you right now. When this person told me this, hot flash, right? An instant hot flash I got. I was so mad. I was like, what? Who told you that? And she was like, no, 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 no. It doesn't matter. I said, no, okay, yeah, but who told you that? And she said, no, it doesn't matter because she doesn't even come to this church anymore, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, and I really had to take a breath and be like, okay, Lord, forgive me for having that angry moment right there. But seriously, when you think about it, that fight isn't between me and that lady or that lady and my friend. It was a spiritual attack. Because that lady, I guarantee you, doesn't even remember saying that to her. It didn't bother her. She didn't lose sleep over it. But it was a spiritual attack. And that's what we mean by guard your heart. That if my friend had taken that to her heart, what do you think would have happened? She would have disappeared. It's a spiritual battle. And so when we say guard your heart, it's guard your spiritual heart. My friend loves the Lord so much that she didn't let that bother her. And she still comes every Sunday, every Wednesday. Because if we let, if she would have let that disturb her heart, thoughts come in, right? That's why I don't go to church. Hypocrites. They judge I'm not worthy. Those kind of thoughts come in because the schemes of the enemy is working against you. He doesn't want you here. He doesn't want us to get along. He doesn't want us to be family. He wants us to be alone where he can attack us by ourselves. And that's what it does. You know, it'll cause division. Last week, Pastor Sheldon was talking about putting on the full armor of, of God, the belt of truth, breastplate of righteousness, fitted with the gospel of peace, shield of faith, helmet of salvation, sword of the spirit. Sounds pretty intense, right? All this armor. What are you guys talking about this battle and this armor? But you know who needs to put on armor, right? It's not the people, the bystanders. It's the people in the fight. You and I. The Bible says to put on our armor. So we are in a fight. And whether we know it or not. My friend with that lady, that was a spiritual fight right there. The enemy used or tried to use her to take down my friend. We cannot let that happen as a church family. We cannot let that happen to each other. To ourselves. How easy. How easy. So another thing that we got to remember is that we got to fight every day. Every day? Every day. Every day. Every day. Yes. It's on. Every day. Small fights. Big fights. Small fights that turn into big fights. Those are the most irritating. My goodness. You ever had a small fight start off with something as simple as I see you left the dishes for me. (laughs) How quickly that could turn into, yeah, well, you left the socks on the floor for me. 
big fight, right? Something so small, something so silly, turns into this big fight. Next thing you know, yeah, well, remember last year when my mother came over and you never backed me up. It turns into this, and next thing you know, this long fight. And it's so silly. And some, some of my biggest fights with my husband later on is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then remember that time? How did that even start? I don't know. I don't even remember. But we got to recognize it. We got to see it right away. I mean, seriously. Small fights. <laughs> even a facial expression. A small, in traffic, road rage, right? Just a simple If somebody cut you off, right? You don't even have to say anything. And right there, oh, what? I've never done that, but I'm just saying that, you know, I've seen it happen. Sometimes, sometimes it's just a sound. It's not even a word. It's just a sound. And it's this sound. Because <sighs> then it's followed by... What do you mean by that? Or, you know what, no need. No need help me then. If you're going to be like that, I didn't say anything. Yes, you did. <laughs> I was in the fellowship hall after second service, and somebody told me that um, it's not a look, it's not a sound, it's not a word. It's silence. <laughs> Awkward, yeah? Yeah, it was just like, but you know, even silence can do, isn't that nuts? That's a scheme, if I ever heard one, where silence can cause a fight. You say something, it causes a fight. You look at somebody, it causes a fight. You don't say anything, it causes a fight. Make a sound, it causes a fight. Because it's a scheme to, uh, for us to fight against each other. Evil works against us to divide and to turn us against each other, which causes bitterness, which can cause isolation, and a nobody-gets-me attitude. Nobody understands me. You guys don't understand. But you know what? I got this. It turns us into an I mentality. I got this. I got me. It even makes us prideful. I deserve your respect. I deserve this. And Satan, I said it earlier, Satan was the most prideful, and it was his downfall. And you know how I know that Satan was prideful? Here's how I know Satan was prideful. Remember when Jesus was getting tempted 40 days, right? Devil shows up to try and tempt him. The devil used scripture against Jesus. Isn't that crazy? Did he know who he was talking to? The, can I say this again? The devil quoted scripture from the Bible to the Lord. <laughs> In Matthew 4, 5 through 6, it says, Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, Throw yourself down, for it is written... He will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against stone. It's true. It said that in Psalm 91, 11 through 12, so it was written. But Jesus, in Matthew 4, verse 7, answered, 
It is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. And that was written in Deuteronomy 6.16. So while being tempted, Jesus fought back. He didn't choke him out. <laughs> he had the word jujitsu. He had the Bible. He had the word of the Lord. He had the truth. And he fought back. You want to fight that way? Here we go. And he choked them out, biblically speaking. And it worked. It was the most effective way because the devil left. So it worked. It was effective. So we fight, and we need to fight effectively with our Father's word, knowing his voice, knowing what would Jesus do, and finally knowing that we're not fighting alone. We're not fighting alone. In Romans 8, 31 through 32, it says, What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but give him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? You know in that song we sang earlier, Who You Say I Am? We sang, You are for me, not against me. Right? Because he is for us and not against us. He calls us his own. He sent Jesus for us so that we could have eternal life with him in heaven. Through Jesus, we can be with him for eternity. You know what that tells me? That tells me that God not, is not only for us, but he fights for us. He fights for us. So God fights for me. That is our final point. God fights for me. And not only does God fight my battles for me when I call upon the name of Jesus, but he fights for me. For me, when I'm getting distracted. For me, when I'm getting doubtful, fearful, angry. He fights for me. Daughter, come back to me. He disciplines me. He corrects me. He encourages me. He comforts me. And he will send people to speak to me on his behalf. He will send pastors and my sister and my brother-in-law and, and <laughs> the choir. that They're a choir. There's choir people that, when I first started coming here, they would take me under their wing. They're not here anymore. They, they passed away and they went to be with Jesus. I'm happy for them. I just miss them. But these people fought for me. The Lord would send them and be like, it's okay, Kat. When I would feel like, I shouldn't come. Me and my, fight, my husband are scrapping. I don't want to even come. I feel so unworthy. No, come. They would fight for me to come back. The Lord fights for us. And man, sometimes it's a scrap and a half. <laughs> this past week, I knew I was going to talk about the good fight. So guess what happened to me this week? <laughs> I fought a major migraine headache. It was so bad. You know the kind where lights, you got to darken everything, and I was nauseated, and I had to write the message. I had most of it, but I didn't finish it. And for like three days, I was down. I was down, and I couldn't, I couldn't function. I couldn't focus. And I was like, Lord, help me. Just help me get through this. Help me get through this. And, and finally... I got released from it. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. So yesterday, I'm like, okay, you know, let's take a look at the message and just kind of tighten up a little couple things here and there. 
And all of a sudden, while I'm trying to work on the message, I just got super, super sleepy. Like, at the computer, and I was like this. Like, for, and it was like one or two in the afternoon, like, and I had good night's sleep before, so there was no logical reason for me to be that tired. It was a spiritual battle that was on this week. Don't finish the message. Go sleep instead, you know? And I was like, no, Lord, you got me. You got me, Lord, you got me. I was forgiven much, so I will fight much. You know, Paul the Apostle and Jesus, I'm not comparing myself to them, okay? I'm just saying I look up to them because, man, they fought much harder than I did do, been through so much more, and they fought. And Paul, in 2 Timothy 4, 6 through 7, says, For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time for my departure is near. Meaning his life was poured out as a sacrifice to serving the Lord. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. No matter what, I'm so glad that Paul, the disciples, and of course, Jesus, fought the good fight no matter what. And continue to go out and make disciples of all nations. Because imagine if they didn't. Imagine if they said, it's just too hard. It's too far. They're not listening. They're not worthy. I give up. I almost got killed. Imagine if they gave up. Imagine if the people that started this church years and years ago, 42 years ago, said, it's too much. It's not going to work. We don't have enough people. We don't have enough manpower. We don't have this. We don't have enough finances. Imagine if they gave up the good fight. You and I would not be sitting here like this today. Imagine if the volunteers that, that are here at 4.30 in the morning setting up the kitchen, praying over the chairs that you're sitting in right now. People come in here and pray over each and every chair that you're sitting in right now. They pray in your children's ministry. They pray over those little tiny chairs for your children, our children. There's people in our parking lot that are out there right now in the rain. Imagine if they all said, but they fight the good fight, they fight. And that's what we should be doing. We should be fighting. Like, what are we fighting today? We shouldn't be fighting each other. We should be fighting for each other every day and fighting with the Lord on our side because if not, it's not a good fight. It's not even a fair fight. And we will lose. We need the Lord our God. So let's fight the good fight, not each other, okay? Amen? All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much, Lord. Thank you so much for just loving us the way that you love. Nobody can love us the way you love. As much as we love our children and our, our family, our spouses, you love them more than us even. That's how much you love. With an unconditional, powerful, unwavering kind of love. So Lord, please go before us and thank you for fighting for us. And may we not fight each other, Lord. When asked what the two greatest commandments were, it was to love love you with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength and to love each other 
as ourselves. Those are the two most important commandments you said. So help us to love each other as we would love ourselves, Lord. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray and we all say amen. Amen. So today is our Aloha Sunday. Whenever there's five Sundays in a month, we take a look at our missions, our Foursquare missions, which are people that are actually going out into the world to um, fight the good fight. So let's take a look at this short video. Each morning, in every corner of our world, nearly one out of every two people wake up and face life's challenges, never knowing the love, the grace, the power of Jesus Christ. As the Foursquare Church, it is our conviction, our assignment in this world, to bring light into darkness, to every day journey into the world's difficult places to reach those that are often hardest to reach. We do bold things, difficult things, some may even say crazy things in an effort to reunite creation with their creator. We will risk it all. We will give our all to ensure tonight one less woman, man, or child drifts off to sleep without knowing the life-changing power of truly knowing Jesus. So for our Foursquare missions, we um, are going to take a special offering. It's separate from our, our regular church offering. Don't feel pressured, okay? It's just that we want to give you an opportunity in case this speaks to you somehow. Like, wow, there's people all over the world? Yes, all over the world. But more than your finances... They need your prayers because a lot of them are risking their lives to go into those scary parts of the world to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Okay, so let's, let's say a prayer for them. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for um, these warriors that you have sent to go into the different parts of the world, Lord, and fight the good fight. We ask for provisions for them financially, but also, Lord, and more importantly, for your spirit just to be among them, for your protection just to protect them physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Guard their hearts, Lord, so that they keep fighting the good fight in your name. We ask for your blessings upon each and every warrior out there. In your precious name we pray, and we all say, Amen. Amen. Now this Wednesday, we are having our extended worship and prayer night. Our warriors, our prayer warriors that are usually in the prayer room that um, will pray over you if you need prayer, they are going to be here on fire and we're gonna have worship and we are gonna fight together for each other for our community and this is how we're gonna fight we're gonna pray for specific things over our community over our families whatever is gonna pop up that night our prayer warrior is gonna be here they can pray over you if you need extra prayer but we are gonna worship and we're gonna fight the good fight together amen Amen. All right. Have a good week. We'll see you later. God bless you. Love.